Well, I think you hit it on the money in your post on the Facebook dabs. Just everybody helping everybody. I mean, thank you to all the sponsors. I mean, there was a slew of them this year. But, I mean, thank you to, like, the people are just coming out to help. Ref, keep score. Um, Chuck and Amy Atwell, you know, they put the benches out there at the Noah. You know, it's that's that's huge, you know. And, I mean, a lot of people are helping each other out, you know. And just bringing everybody together, because I love that. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me. Welcome everybody, it is episode 122 of Hot Take from the Kitchen, and it's a special episode, we got an email, so we figured we'd do an episode, and we brought on a guest, and our guest tonight is Cliff LeMay founder of the Dabs Summer League. So welcome, Cliff. Happy Thank to have you. you on. Glad to be here. I like it. Yeah, so do I. All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It's H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And the email is from my sister, Stacy. And she just wanted to say, I would like to hear Bradley talk more with the guests. It is usually Steve and the guests talking, and the only time you hear from Bradley is in the beginning and the end with the top five and what you are doing for the weekend. Well, thank you, Stacy. I'll work on that, but you know I'm not a talker, so it well, is what it is. I think there would be value to you well, I'm sure there talking is. more. It does involve homework. Yes. Like, you have to... Like the Cliff would be a great example. I mean, you know Cliff. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be an easy one for you to like ask questions about and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. I've known Cliff since sixth grade. He's yeah. Probably the first person I really got to know in Opina. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I like it. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. <laughs> long, long time. I don't have any hot takes. Well, let's take a look. I can tell you something really quick. Twitter's now X. What do you think Is about it? that? I've never been on Twitter, so they can Same. change their name all they want. <laughs> From what I hear, it's not going very well. So. Well, he, yeah. That's a fair thing. Not a lot on here mm-hmm. in the world of sports. Well, Lions hype, preseason hype is huge. It has been, yes. I think we should do this now. That would be great. Where do you see... What's your prediction for the Lions? 11 and 5, winning the division. And so then they would, are they going to get to first round bye or will they be in first round playoffs? They will be in the first weekend of the playoffs. Will they win? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Do they win, win, go to the Super Bowl? I'm not there yet. I'm more conference championship. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl either. They're not ready yet, but that surge they had at the end of the season last year was amazing. So, Well, you know, it, go, it comes down to the phrase, why not us? Well, we say that every year. So. Well, I mean, we tongue-in-cheekly say <laughs> that. <laughs> this is the first year. I mean, so if you go, to me, there's only three teams in the NFC that are really super good, or two teams. Maybe. And then the Lions fall into this laundry mix of you don't know what can happen. Yeah. But, I mean, San Francisco and in Philadelphia? Yeah. Probably the top two teams in the NFC. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like Detroit, Green Bay. Mm, I wouldn't say Green Bay. Man, I've had a lot of people. I mean, because, you know, I've listened to a lot of junk, NFL junk right now. A lot of people are saying, you know, the Green Bay's going to be sneaky good at this year. They're off. They have top five offensive line in the league. They they have a lot of people have Green Bay's offensive line bring that at Detroit's. That's fine. Yeah. So and and you know like well, they have a quarterback that isn't proven anything because he hasn't played. Right. Right. No, I'm just you know I'm just I know I get what you're saying. And um, all right. Well then you go ahead. I can tell you want to talk, so you talk. I I guess I'll have to wait for the Green Bay hype because I don't know what Jordan Love is going to do. So 
Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I was just saying there's a handful of teams after Philadelphia and San Francisco. And I was just naming them, that's all. I think Minnesota is going to be better than Journey Bay. Yeah, I mean, I actually think the NFC is a lot better. Or Sorry, the NFC North is one of the best conferences in the NFL this year. So, I do. You can talk. Go ahead. Oh, I haven't really been paying attention to it, so that's oh, a yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, after that, it's Cowboys, maybe the Giants, depending on what happens with them. I don't see anyone from the NFC, like the Bucks, the Saints, Falcons. The Panthers might be sneaky. Yeah, Panthers. I heard the Falcons could be. There's a chance yeah. on the outside that yeah. the Falcons could be good, especially with Bijan. But I think feel like. And of course, they have an easier conference, so that could play into the fact too. Yeah. So it'll, it will be interesting to see what happens. But I mean, we all know that you have to stay healthy too, and health is going to, you know, luck for yes. lack of a better term, really comes down. The Lions to got a scare last week. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So I don't know where he's at, the cornerback or safety. I don't know if he's still out or. They said, what, two weeks he'll be out for, just as a precaution. They said if he had to play, he would. Last I saw was day-to-day. Yeah. That's what I heard. It's like if he had a – if this was like a playoff game, he would play. All right. Yeah, but he's not going to play, obviously, because it's (laughs) preseason and no one cares. So. Awesome. The Bengals got a really big scare last week, too. Yeah. So He's went out eight weeks, I said? They said for a couple months. Yeah. That calf is nothing to mess with. Yeah. That's because you're scared that it's the Achilles. So. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's not a fun entry, believe me. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Mm, unless you want to talk Women's World Cup, I've got nothing. I have not watched anything of the Women's World Cup. I haven't done anything other than work, which is a good and a bad thing. Oh, I haven't watched <laughs> much of it either because yeah. it's on middle of the night. So. Mm-hmm. Same. Should have brought my lady here. She'll talk about soccer all day. Nice. I like it. She's Brazil all the way for the men's World okay. Cup. And then she's USA for the women's. That feels um, selective. Very. <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems very fair weather of her. Mm-hmm. So, But I get it. I mean, it's easier to root for the women's U.S. team because it is. they're the probably the best team in the world mm-hmm. on the female side. Yes. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to hot take wise. I know this was an impromptu episode because we had some of the email in. So. Yes. And you, um, we will come back. We'll take a break. We'll meet with Cliff. And you can ask Cliff lots of questions. Oh, since we'll your sister. See. Oh. We'll see. No, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We have people. I got to think of the questions. Writing first. in. And then uh, take I usually don't think me. of a question until after everything's <laughs> done. So. Yeah, that is unfortunate too. There's, I can't tell you how many times I get home, or when I'm editing, and I was like, "Well, I did a poor job of listening there because I should have asked this question." So, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll we'll meet with Cliff. All right. All right, Cliff. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and everything that goes along with that? Oh man, my name is Cliff. Everybody knows me pretty much around Alpena. I'm from Alpena. Um, I just love basketball pretty much. That's what I do. I play basketball, love basketball, went to school here, met Brad in sixth grade, probably met you a lot sooner than that in passing, but we really didn't connect until maybe fourth, fifth, well, fifth or sixth grade when I started coming down to Bayview. Yeah. You and Eric. Mm Mm-hmm. So, no, um, awesome. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the basketball league that you started? The basketball league I started was kind of to relive our youth and let the kids relive relive our youth, you know, because it made a difference. I know it made a difference for me going down there to play and then coming into a season, I felt sharper. I felt a lot better. So I wanted to give the kids that same opportunity that I had. That makes Somewhat. sense. Mm-hmm. What what does DAB stand for? Downtown Alpena Basketball Summer League. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, how so? How many years have you been doing this? 
I have been doing it since I think 2019. This was is the your first fourth year. Fourth doing? year. Yup. Sounds good. Um, how many teams were in the first year you did it? First year, I can't remember now. I know I had about 80 people. Okay. So I had like two junior high teams and the rest were like adult teams. I had no high school teams except 11th through 12th graders. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then why don't you, and then last year you started a youth league. Correct. Yeah. So right now, why don't we talk about uh, the Friday night league? How many youth teams do you have? Last year we had, how many did we have? We had three all together, mm-hmm. 40 kids, three all together. We had one girls team, one kind of like mixture of kids team and another mixture of kids. So that was three teams. So 40 kids and now we're up to, I didn't do a head count per se, but we got three full girls teams. We got three full junior high teams, sixth through eighth grade. And then we got four, four youth teams, third through fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's grown really good. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the hard work you've put in to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, and then what about the men's on Sunday? Men's on Sunday, we have one kind of fell off. So we kind of pieced another team together. So I think we're sitting at 11 teams. Something like 12 that. teams, 12 yeah. teams. Yes. I almost thought about piecemealing the team together with Brad at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I know that it's amazing how short. I, I understand what I think people have done is maybe they didn't want to play with someone or maybe they don't know that they could have, you know, created, you know, it's definitely interesting to see this season. You know, like today we had two games of the three that were forward playing that. Really didn't have enough kids. You know, summer's busy, so everyone has different yeah. things going on. Right. That's inevitable. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, especially in a five-on-five when those Noah courts are a little bit bigger. So you definitely need a sub sometimes. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is your ultimate goal with dabs? I mean, what are you trying to develop? What is – why would someone – here, a bit of our question – why would someone put themselves through all the hard work that you do? <laughs> um, it just needs to be done. I mean, you know, a lot of different places, they have a lot of uh, camps and everything for the kids. We only get one camp a year for the kids for basketball. A lot of the facilities ain't open to the kids. So I feel like it was my duty to kind of give them a way to practice, you know, and not feel timid to come down or people not be there and they're just by themselves when they're down there. I, yeah, it is amazing how many adult volleyball, how many times they take up gyms during the week. Yeah. I'm, I mean, there's nothing against adult volleyball. I just am surprised that if it came down to having a gym for basketball for the kids that go to the school or an adult volleyball league, the adult volleyball league somehow trumps the kids playing sports that go to the school right it doesn't make any sense to me when they're coming when they're coming up yeah. you know what i mean and, and that's their dream and that's what if that's what they want to focus on you know it should be for them to be able to get in there well i, I yeah it's not just even their dream it's mm-hmm. just like those kids go to that school they it just to me it feels like they should have precedence over right you know and but whatever so i agree that's a Problem is probably bigger than us. So. Yeah, because the Apex was taken over by gymnastics. I understood that. Oh yeah, because that was a business decision. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting more business from the gymnastics than you were from basketball. Yeah. So. yeah. And part of the problem with basketball, the, the the best thing about basketball is all you need is a basketball. Correct. Yeah. You can. You don't even need fancy shoes. And with all of the different public basketball courts around town, I mean, you can go to Meyer and buy a five dollar basketball, and you're you're playing basketball for five bucks. Right. That, that is the best single best thing about it. The bad side is is that we live in a community that, that gets cold six months out of the year, and you can't take advantage of that. So now you have to, you know, play indoors essentially. And yeah. unless you're organized, which I think is your goal, that what you're trying to do, Cliff. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you and I, Brad, I mean, we could now because we're older and a little better off, but when you're 17 years old, you can't rent the gym at yeah. the Aplex for an hour for your two buddies, you know, and that, I think that was the problem they had, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's too bad. And I know that the talks are in it where there's works, things being worked out that they're trying to figure out what to do with that area over in the Aplex, you mm-hmm. know, like, do we grow it? Do we put a pool? You know, there's talks of a baseball field. Um, just different things in that area to help continue to grow your programs in the community. Right. So that um, would be amazing if they put a new court in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is definitely an a opportunity for a multi-use court. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. I'm surprised that they haven't figured out, like, just put up a basketball hoop in that tennis court area. Amen. That's all they should mm-hmm. do. And you would be able to do it, you know, you still have three full-size tennis courts. So tennis could use two, basketball could use one, and then it'd probably be okay, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. You probably need room for pickleball, too. So that's... Well, I mean, pickleball and tennis use the same court mm-hmm. at, at right. the Aplex. So they, you right. know. I'm just because uh, the times I've been there and I've watched, you know, one, they've had pickleball going, they've had tennis going. I've even been there for baseball. I've seen baseball go in, inside that place. Wow. But for some reason, basketball has never been utilized there. And I don't know if it's just they don't put the hoop or someone's never asked or mm-hmm. what, what all involves that. And I, I did it, ask one time. I was like, why don't you guys just take some hoops and put them on the, sorry, I bumped yeah. the mic, but the furthest, um, I guess the one closest to is it the exit. Yeah. And then, you know, just put two two hoops up. Just even even if there wasn't games for some kids to get in there if they want to be able to get some shots up or do whatever, you know, just to work on things that they can't do outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a guy, I forgot his name, but he was a janitor at the high school and he would let me shoot around mm-hmm. when I was in high school. You know, because he didn't know all I wanted to do was just shoot around or whatever. He didn't care. And then I remember the same thing at ACC at East Campus. Those janitors would be like, once they got to know you and know that you weren't causing trouble. Right. Of course, it was a different time now. Now so much of it has to do with insurance and, you know, beginning sued and all this other stuff. That liability really is what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Um, What, um, let me ask you, what has surprised you with the abs? What's been the thing that's made you happiest or surprised you the most? Well, I think you hit it on the money in your post on the Facebook dabs, just everybody helping everybody. I mean, thank you to all the sponsors. I mean, there was a slew of them this year, but I mean, thank you to like the people are just coming out to help ref, keep score. Um, Chuck and Amy Atwell, you know, they put the benches out there at the NOAA, you know, it's, that's, that's huge, you know, and I mean, a lot of people are helping each other out, you know, and just bringing everybody together because I love that, Yeah, you know. Um, Chuck and Amy are a great example of somebody that just, you know, you didn't ask, no mm-hmm. one said anything, and they just saw it, and they just went ahead and did it out of their kindness of their hearts, right. you know, and um, that's really amazing to see. It's some of the Best things about our community. Yeah. You know, so what has been some of the, the tougher things that you've had to deal with? Um, Just, you know, I'm still new to this stuff. Yeah. I, I never ran a store before or I never managed anything. So on that note, like the paperwork organization, you know, I'm walking around with a backpack. I got thousands of pieces of paper in there. And sometimes I'm digging in there and I can't find what I'm looking for. You know, I try to keep it old school as possible. Well, I know I'm going to have to start getting a little more modern and have everything on hard drives and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I think whether even if you were trained into managing people and all that mm-hmm. stuff, what you're doing is still hard. And yeah. you know, add in the fact that, um, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, your side hustle. You have another side hustle on the top of your normal job. Mm-hmm. You have an eight to five or Monday through Friday job. And of course, you have family with kids. Correct. And, responsibility so you, you have a lot on your plate right you know, and th- that's that's hard to do with all that you're trying to do so mm-hmm. um i always tip my head to you with that because i know a lot of people that don't have nearly the stuff you have going on and mm-hmm. aren't bothering to do or trying to do what you're trying to do for 
the art community or kids or whatever, and how right. you want to term it. So, um, any hopes to like maybe continue some things um, after the summer? Yeah, I was talking with Matt Cameron. I would love to start setting up some camps or something for the kids. Yeah. You know, I know a couple of people have asked me like the gaps in between TBBA. If you wanted to do like a camp or, you know, you could, and they're all great ideas, but they all involve work. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it comes down to that whole thing. Like, Hey, you know what you should do? Well, that's great, but maybe you should do that then. Like, you know, like, right. It involves free time, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, but you know, I, I think there is an opportunity for you to maybe run out a couple camps or a three on three tournament, mm-hmm. you know, during the year, right. maybe, maybe one or two, you know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. As you continue to grow it and people understand what they're doing, you know, what they're getting when they're participating, I think they'll be more apt to do it. Right. So um, that's awesome. Why don't you talk about your other side hustle? DJ. DJ and weddings. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk about that? That's a lot of fun. And, you you know, you get to make somebody's day. You yeah. know, you hope you do. You know how it goes. You know, you you hope you hit the right shots. Yeah. You know, I hope I play the right song at the right time and everybody's jumping around, you know, enjoying themselves. It's it, fun. It's a skill. Mm-hmm. DJing, I've only done it not where near to the level you have. But um, to be able to read the room and know, you know, sometimes 80s music, it's what's going to make people dance. Sometimes yep. it's hip hop, you know. Yep. Sometimes it's old oldies and sometimes it's the new stuff and it's hard to tell and read the room and you know i've, I've screwed it up before and i've hit it you know and yeah. it's funny how that works so you know and uh lp and uh for the most part though does have a couple safe songs you know you can yeah you, you can yeah. go to them but you don't want to go to them over and over again right. you can only play them once or twice in the night so right that is what's your safe song well it depends so um I do enjoy, I have, if I'm like not doing a wedding, mm-hmm. okay, but like going to DJ a gig, like a dance or a, a bar gig, mm-hmm. Party in the USA. Oh, man. Girls love Party in the USA. <laughs> True. They can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. And if it's in Alpina, um, Don't Stop Believing and Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Okay. That's usually the last. That's the that's the hit for the end of the night. That's when they're all done, and then people just yeah. love singing along to those two songs, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how uh, they can do all of that. So, mm-hmm. what about newer stuff? What's what's some newer music that you think people really that you've seen that people like? Well, it depends on the age group. But my number one song, and you, I, I was waiting for you. I thought it was gonna be your number one song is uh, Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people do like that. I was waiting for that, so I play that one a lot. <clears throat> little A, little ACDC. Yep. And also, um, Footloose. Yep, Footloose mm-hmm. is crazy. Yes, yes. Newer songs, man. I just want to rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's more for the younger yeah. side of things, you know. And you know what you can do is, I always when I do do that, mm-hmm. usually the younger crowd will. Stay later. Yeah. So the later in the evening, you can get away with songs like that yep. versus you playing. Can save them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus like some of that stuff that you and I have just talked about. It's usually right after dinner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get people on the floor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what uh, do you have? What song do you hate? Oh, don't do that to me. You can tell me. This is just us and oh, our okay. two listeners that we have. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'll tell you, there's a couple wedding songs that I, when people come up to, and I'm always like, oh. my main one's Love Shack. I can't okay. stand, I mean, I understand that I'll read the room, mm-hmm. and I know people love Love Shack. Right. But God dang, I can't stand Love Shack. Especially mm-hmm. when they're like, hey, play Love Shack again. And I know there's a whole line dance thing to it and everything like that, so... I respect it. Yeah. But man, I really don't have one. You know, I mean, sometimes like cuz Chris and I are pretty busy in the summer. I'll actually on the way home be like, I forgot to play this song cuz I thought I played it from the last gig I right. was at. I'm like, man, 
but I more forget songs than have one that I wouldn't touch. Yeah. You know, the, the, what's the thing? Like, so people come make requests, right? Mm -hmm. And you never heard it. Sometimes, you know, I forget, like, I can go outside, grab my phone and listen to it before I play it. And then I'm scared to play it because yeah, it could be it could be the bomb that goes off and the dance floor just clears, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, that's happened to me a few times. Yep, yeah. that, and it's tough when the it's really going well. Yeah. Because sometimes it's fleeting. You can, like you said, when you lose everybody off the floor, which is eventually going to happen because people get tired and they need a break or whatever, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, if you can keep it on the floor and going for a while, that is a really tough obstacle. Yes, it is. Brad. Yeah. When you're at the wedding, getting wild, which I know most people are probably can't really picture. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> what song would come on that would make you just have to dance on the dance floor? The only ones I really dance to are the cha-cha slide, the hokey pokey, in the chicken dance. Now, I save those for, and I don't know how you do it, but mm. when, if I've played a couple of songs and no one's dancing, right, I will go up to the bride and groom or whatever to say, hey, we're going to do hokey pokey. Why don't you get your crew out here? Mm -hmm. And then I'll make sure I try to follow that hokey pokey up with a good song. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Since we know we got them all out there on the floor. <laughs> and then, like you said, Brad, I will bring those back. Like, you know, if they only need Dance with Hokey Pokey, and everybody goes back to their tables and play like five or six songs, and then, hey, we're going to do Chat Shot Slide. I'm mm -hmm. sure you will. Yeah. yeah, I'm not much of a dancer, unless it's a slow dance. You're such a romantic. I know. <laughs> so, do you have any questions for Cliff? No. Everything. You ain't got no questions no, for him? No, no. Can't think of anything. Well, you can't ask me any questions from... Like 1992, you can get about 1994, and we can go forward from there. All right? <laughs> Any questions past that? No, no, I like it. Yeah. Um, let me see here. What What are your goals for Dabs? Let's pivot back to Dabs. All right, so let's pivot back to that. I've, I've been constantly concentrating, like thinking, like, what's the next goal? What's the next step? I. I mean, just let it keep growing, let the community start getting more involved and um, really just hit it home. I really want, what I want Dabs to be is kind of like Alpina has, we have our own season. We have our own basketball season. Everybody comes out, enjoys it like a Friday night lights or, you know, like a football game. We all come out and enjoy it for the day or the weekend or whatever. And then when tournament time comes, I want teams to start coming from like Rogers City, yeah, Sheboygan, Mayo, Alcona, and just come and enjoy the experience, you know? Yeah. Kind of like a Gus Macker thing, just start. Yeah, I think, I think that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's too far off. I think part of the... I think part of... I don't want to call it a problem, mm -hmm. but for I think for some of these out-of-town teams, the idea of playing six weeks in a row is hard. Well, that's why I said just like if we keep it in-house yeah. and open up the last weekend for everybody to come, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe what we can do is like a season kickoff tournament. Okay. That's what I also thought about doing is like, hey, you know what we're going to do that whatever the week before, whatever, we're going to have a three-on-three -three tournament, mm -hmm. you know, coming down, sign your teams up, and while you're there, this is your last minute chance to sign up for the Dabs League. Okay. You know, and um, just know that you're not, by the time you sign up at that last minute, you're not going to get your jersey until week three. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing. It's, it's been frustrating having me watch you, you know, try to communicate it, the word out. And I, I experienced this with Art and Loft too. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you go on TV or on the radio or, make a Facebook post or put yourself in the paper, people still miss it. They're going to knock at your door at midnight. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to miss it and then go, Hey, I want, you know, that first Friday night, you know, I'm going over like, Hey, you know, team B, you need to get here on court a and team. Mm -hmm. And then like, I look down at my phone 
and we have two messages of parents wanting to register their kids for basketball, you know, and it's right. like, come on, you know, and but it, I understand it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that I can empathize with a busy parent, you know, yeah. I always can because I remember what it's like for me to have three kids and you're scrambling and you're just trying to keep all the plates spinning too, you right. know, that's that's hard work, so very hard. Um, yeah, so I think what you're doing is amazing, and I think it's needed for our community. Mm-hmm. And I think the support that you have gotten is um, shows that. Yeah, you know. So I right. got a question. I do have a question. I like it. Uh oh. So you, I don't know if I should. At the beginning of this year, you we were in this group, and you were talking about bringing teams from. Ascoda and Tawas mm-hmm. up to Alpena and Steve said it'd be hard for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about having a contact in that area and have them run a dabs branch off? Yeah. At the I end, did, then actually. all the teams could come to Alpena and right. have a tournament. Because you could do that in like Hillman and Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it. So I guess that would kind of work because Hillman and Atlanta kind of are close together. That's a little drive. I thought, and then Tawas and Oscoda could yeah. probably meet up, but those would be maybe the two ones that could link really. Maybe Posen and Rogers City, yeah. if they were up to it. But um, talking to Ponick last year, he said it was hard for him to get the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, them kids, when summertime hit, they don't want nothing to do with it. You know, and then this is the last thing I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about. It's it's hard for me to watch it all. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to say this? Like, I have no sweat in this at all. Other mm-hmm. than I love you and I love basketball and I like the idea of trying to help our community. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I, no, I love that. But like, as a just an independent viewer of watching it, mm-hmm. it's tough sometimes. You know, when basketball is different than when I grew up. I know that. I'm, you know, I know that. Um, I watched Friday night's game, and there was a one game where all these sixth, fifth, and sixth graders, all they're doing is shooting three pointers, and then none right. of them are going in. You know, they're all just airballing or hitting in the side of the backboard, right. and I'm like, I can't help but watch that and know that, like. We're, we are not getting better. Like, right. We're not improving these kids as basketball players when they're just out there playing slot. Adults, it's different. You know, like, if the adults, after they've paid you your money and then they want to go out there and F around. Right. That's your, you've already paid your money. I don't, right. I don't care what you do at that point. But the kids, I feel a little bit different just because I, I want to see Alpina win and I want the game to grow. But, right. You know, and then, um, even watching some of these kids, I, you know, when we play basketball mm-hmm. at Bayview, and admittedly, I look at it through a lens of playing at Bayview. If you had Bobby Allen and Slurch down low, and you drove the ball into the paint, mm-hmm. your shit was going to get eaten up, period. Right. Yeah. Fouled, probably. Blocked, definitely knocked it down to the ground. Probably that too. Right. All the above were probably going to happen, and the only person's fault that was was yours for being the dumbass for taking <laughs> the ball with your head down and driving it into the paint like that. Right. And I think the biggest thing I see that happens in these games is that kids make like there'll be a guy standing there, and a kid will dribble the ball and jump into the guy, yeah, and throw it up. And technically, it is a foul. Mm-hmm. But that's not good basketball. No. And what's even worse is, like, I know what you're trying to do. And if it's a close game, varsity-level basketball, mm-hmm. game tied, clock running down, that move is not going to get you a foul. The ref's not going to call that foul, right. one. And that's not good basketball. So that's not helping anyone. I, and I'm not trying to get kids more physical. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm trying. But I'm trying to make them understand that, like, going dribbling into a triple team 
out of control with your head down does not get rid of it. I'm not rewarding your bad basketball behavior. Correct. And I think that's what I think a lot of times guys have a problem with the way I ref. Just because when I watch it, I don't like to reward bad basketball, period. True. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes they get frustrated with me. And I'm like, I understand that might be even no different than when I see a guy run after the ball. And his toe touches the paint line, but he saves it. I'm probably not going to call that, yeah. because he's hustling after that basketball. And I know that's wrong again, but so many of it is just seems like everybody's trying to take the easy way out now, right? You know, and I hate that because in order to get really good and win, you can't cut any corners. No, you can't. Those shortcuts are all what. You know, if, if you're playing for a whistle and not playing th- past the whistle, yeah, it doesn't nah. make any sense to me. And I think that's what's been hard watching at times. And I know everybody turned around looking like, are you going to yeah. blow the whistle? You can, No, play the game. Yeah. And yeah. Like today, we had this problem and we had some younger kids talking trash to an older adult team. Mm-hmm. And the older adult team did not like it. Oh, no. You know, and... Once the words were said, if they're going to talk like adults, then we're going to handle this like adults. Then I was like, okay, now I need to get involved in this. Mm -hmm. You guys, and nothing, Brad knows, I hate being an asshole. So now that you're making me being an asshole, I'm mad now because like (laughs) I have to do this, you know, and then like Mm -hmm. it's just not in my makeup. But at the same time, I'm not going to let a 26-year-old guy get in the fight with a 14-year-old kid. Right. That's just not going to happen on my watch. So, like, it's such a mess. It is. It was, it was out of control. And then, like, I I, it, I felt it made me happy to see the parent rec- the parents were recognizing what was going on as well. Mm-hmm. They were telling their kids to shut up. Like, Billy, it wasn't Billy. But I didn't even hear the kids. Mm-hmm. Parents were telling the kids to shut up, too. You know, everybody was telling everybody to shut up. And, and then that needed to happen, right? You know, so um, it's oh, tough. Man, I, that brings back memories. I remember one time at Bayview when I was younger, I was with Buddy. I remember that's who Buddy took me down there. And I was. I remember uh, Andre had a problem with this guy. I didn't even know this guy, right? So Andre is like two years gone, you know, and I'm still going to... Like, this guy's like six years older than me. I'm talking smack to him down at Bayview the whole time. Just John. Just John. Just John. But there was nobody there to save me. <laughs> so I got handled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I got handled and I got quiet and yeah. I just continued to play. But it was, I didn't like how I got handled. Yeah. Well, so, and like, yeah. I remember the one time <laughs> some guy was talking trash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dwayne. Oh, Yeah. Dwayne knocked him out cold. Oh, my goodness. That dude was knocked. I was like your brother. He got knocked out right by the gate where you walking into the basketball court in the tennis No, court. that was right at the free throw line. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he, I remember, because Dwayne was standing right behind him. Like, because I was on the other court we were playing. They were playing on, we'll say court B. That was the yeah. B court they were all on. That was Tom. That was Dan's yeah. uh, friend there, uh, Marquardt. And, yeah, I remember that. That guy, he... I remember whatever they were saying, and that guy had both his hands on his knees, and he was hunched over, just kind of like trying to catch his breath or whatever, not because they were getting ready to fight, because they were playing. And just out the left side, I seen Dwayne kind of step past the shoulder one step, and then stepped again, and just hit him with like a straight shot to the jaw and just let him lay there. And I remember what all he said was, you don't know me. Yeah. You don't talk to me that way. And I was just like, and you know... Some of that stuff we had, you know, mm-hmm. that was all like, it's a different time. That Wait. world doesn't exist anymore. No. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to act like fights don't happen in basketball, they do on a, on a pro level. So right. things get testy and yeah. I I don't mind it. You know, I, I, right. I would rather have people care too much and want to win than some of the other basketball that happened today where people, one team got up by was like 46 to 10 uh-huh. right and, and the it, other teams laughing about well it. and they just didn't want the game to end because they know that at 50 the game ends right so oh. they're everyone is just kind of farting around for 10 minutes and it's just not good basketball you know what right. I mean? 
but and there's nothing you could do about that. You know, when one team's superiorly better than the other, and then they decide to let off the gas, what are you going to do? You know, right. you know, that's just those games are going to happen. But yeah, um, you know, it's interesting, and it's all like part of basketball, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like somebody's like, well, they're you know the one the other ref I was wearing, they're just talking trash. I'm like, I agree, they are just talking trash, but I'm not going to let it get past this point, right? Just because. I have been in a league where it gets past that point and we've had a fight break out. Right. And we're, I'm not ever going to let that happen again. At least right. when I can control, but when that fight happened many moons ago, I just couldn't get there in time to, to tamper the situation that was escalated so quickly, but it's always the same thing. It's somebody running in their mouth mm-hmm. and the one person that has had enough that something snaps in them. Right. And then they just, Boom, you know, and yeah, so wild stuff. It is. That's why I don't talk. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super quiet. B's always been quiet. He has. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to go around before we do our top five. Uh-oh. I want to know your favorite Bayview story. And I'll go first. All right. I have two. One involves you, Brad. Well, that'll probably be mine. Okay. Well, then I'll say it for you. But then I will tell you my other favorite story. It involves Buddy. And Buddy sometimes would throw some wild up shit. We were playing a game, and I remember Buddy was coming down, and he went behind the basket Mm -hmm. and threw it behind the basket straight up, and the ball came down. So, like, I I think it was Dan Marquardt kind of nudged him. And ran him out the baseline, which you'll do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when someone, so Buddy just takes one long step before it falls out of bounds, flips it up straight up in the air, goes over the backboard, and lands or goes right through, and everybody left. <laughs> the game, it was like seven to two. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Everyone left. They're like, nope, we're done today. And I was like, what? Why were you done? <laughs> I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Alpina Larry Bird. Yep. He just literally was like, yeah. So, all right. Your turn, Brad. Well, this is probably Steve's other story, but I was down with Steve and I had Bobby on my team. And I'm down low and Bobby's bringing the ball up. He's like, clear out, clear out. So I go and stand in the grass, clear out for him. Bobby looked at Brad, clear it out. And he just oh, almost fell on the ground. He was laughing so hard. Brad cleared out so far, he cleared out all the way out to the lawn. Get out of his way. Let him do his thing. Hey, man, when he would, he'd do that move where he'd go behind the backboard and jump out. Yeah. You could not stop. Yeah. Because it was all shoulders, right? And he'd keep the ball a little low. Then he'd just, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't stop that move. You couldn't. And. Like I, it's crazy because now that you say that, I, I picked up moves from them. You know, yeah. always being at Bayview, I always learn something. You know, and I didn't necessarily do that move. I love to go left, and I would get going really fast, and I wouldn't go behind the backboard. But what I would do is like almost get to where I was in reverse position, and I could pull myself back enough to get it back yeah. in, on the left side. I learned that from him. He's. You know? I mean, Bobby was special. And he special. was slowing. I mean, that's when he was slowing down, though. Yeah. <laughs> I never really got to see him when he was at his, like, height. Yeah, like CBA, yeah. Bobby. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. You know, and um, it would have been interesting to see Bobby in today's basketball because he didn't really care to shoot threes until he got older. Right. Which we all do, right? Mm-hmm. When we don't want to get banged on anywhere. Not we, me. I'm still trying to go <laughs> down there, but. You yeah. know. I watched that today, and I, there was a couple of young teams. I was like, I don't understand why you guys think you're running on the ball, man. These, mm-hmm. it might not like work for you this first ten minutes. These but old guys might going. run on you the first ten minutes, but I promise you, twenty five minutes into this game, they are not going to want to run up and down this floor chasing you. I saw the slowest kids today. Every time this one kid grabbed the ball, he would go slow it down, and I was like. You are 15 years old. Why are you slowing the ball down? Like right. these guys do not want 
to play this game. You're playing it into their hands. But, right. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's an easy game to ref. I just <laughs> walk the whole. I walk the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, all right, Cliff. All right, back. Man, there's so many different moments. Like, I think one of them is Buddy's high knee Cinderella shot with the floater. I mean, every time. I mean, as if he was about to dunk, but he wouldn't get up high enough to dunk. So you just had this big knee coming into your chest and people just couldn't get in the way. Yeah. And they get mad yeah. because they couldn't stop it. I mean, that was like the first floater I seen before they started calling it a yeah. floater. Oh, yeah. He was he had a great mid-range game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that's, you know, Bob Buddy was so underrated just because yeah. he was so awkward looking, you know, and gangly. And that's what he was the true, like, Wait, man can't jump hustle thing where you would look at him like there ain't no way. Yeah. I could only I, you know what I wish I could have saw and every move was like a highlight. Yeah. I wish I could have saw Buddy when he went away into the army mm-hmm. and you know he found a basketball court. Oh yeah. Could you imagine when he was like, Hey, can I play basketball? And how goofy did like Yeah, just like kind of just <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You can come on and play with us. And then all of a sudden he just Thirty mm-hmm. foot teardrop floater and yeah, boom and finger then, roll. Yeah, <laughs> like that's luck. And he does it again, and after like five in a row, they're like, "What is going on right now? I don't mm-hmm. understand it." So, yeah, I learned a lot from him too. You know, I mean, just the little stuff. You remember when he'd be on baseline and he he would literally hold the ball for like three seconds, looking at your toes as if he was going to throw it out of bounds. Yeah, and eventually you move out the way, and then he'd score a point. Yeah. I'd be like, "That's insane." Yeah. I've never. He was 100% schoolyard in yeah. the best way possible. So and he was physical. It was really long, so you yeah you couldn't. And he he shot the ball well. He kept it high, so you mm-hmm. had unless you were tall as him, you had a harder time blocking at it. Right. You know? So God bless him. God bless him. I remember I used to get mad. There was him and his mom were such diehard Pistons fans. <laughs> I mean, and that's when it was the bad boys era. And I mean, it was cool, but I mean, it's like I never got to see a game yeah. because everybody, the other teams would just get beat up, blew out. I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. So, you know, on some days when Chicago would play, you know, I'd go over there, we watch Jordan. It was different. But I mean, if it came down to Detroit or Jordan, it was Detroit. Die hard. Yeah. All the way. You've been around long enough where mm-hmm. you've seen like, Different eras of Alpena basketball. Yeah. You know, there was the probably what we consider the golden years of like when Tony, Bobby, Trent, Dan, mm-hmm. and then we had the Alpena High team of like Matt Cameron and Matt Mishinsky right. and you and Eric. Mm-hmm. That was probably like the I would say the peak for lack of a better term. I don't think it's been better than that. But then after mm-hmm. that, there were other. T- People that came in, and right? Played, you and know, it after. just started raining. They get dolled it out, dolled yeah. it out a little more. Yeah. yeah, man. Clay, Clay, that's another one. Yeah, Clay. But, I mean, he was at the back end, you know, but Clay, well, Clay, and Troy, mm-hmm. and that—that's what I mean. Like then there was like Clay and Troy, Mike Zinke, Zinke. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was that other group of like Gleason and played, and then, then that group, right. you know, and. Yep. and so then Keith Nowak. Yep. They were all part of that yeah. group, you know, and then. There really hasn't been anything. <laughs> right. The fight wasn't. I mean, it was still a fight, but it wasn't as much as a fight as it was. Oh, and, man. If you lost, you some nights would go home. You yes. knew. You knew that if you lost and you took a look around, I'm not going to get to play again. Tonight, right. So Yo. I can either shoot around over on the big court. See if someone would want to play a game. We could get enough people away. We can maybe get a second game going, but no one ever wanted to play the second game in case the first main game got done. Yeah, and you're like, hey, you got to play because then you would lose your spot in the. Yo. So you just sat there and waited <laughs> for that sat court. There and waited, and you don't want to lose because if you lost, you know, I rem- that to me, the idea of getting in there at noon, mm-hmm. like we would do. Yeah. And then, then farting around with three and then three or shooting half court shots or mm-hmm. whatever we did to fill the day. Go get cheeseburgers at four o'clock yep. from Eric's mom at wherever she yep. was, you know. Mickey D's, yes, sir. And then come back. Come back with 
greasy cheeseburger belly, which I don't have any idea how we could play. High C and high. C, I mean, like all that <laughs> basketball after all that McDonald's, and then right. we would play all the way until the light shot out. Yeah, and then we'd get up and and then really the truth of the matter was is then for a while there, we would come back to my place to play video games for right. an hour or two, you know, mm-hmm. and then. Then go to bed or whatever because it was summertime, so you didn't yeah, have to worry yeah. about going to bed at a decent time. And then you get up at ten o'clock to be a baby for eleven thirty mm-hmm. noon, and you do it all over. Yeah, we over at Buddy's house, we surpass you. We go to bed. Well, depending on who I was with. So if I was with Buddy and them, we'd be up to like five in the morning gaming, That's crazy gaming. Big Danny, Sean, Pear, Buddy, myself. And then get up, you know, about one, two, go home, hurry up, take a shower or whatever, and then get up there about 3.34 and go ball with them. If I was with Eric, we'd get up there about 2.30, 3 o'clock, go work on our game until everybody got there. You know, that's when Buddy, I think, went off to college and stuff and started getting more older. But yeah, you know, I couldn't, I can't believe actually we stayed up till like six in the morning every night gaming. <laughs> 64, bro. No, Gold not nine. even the 64 yet. The, uh, yeah. S, what was the second one? Not the Nintendo, the, the S- Super S- Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I never played Super Nintendo. I went from Sega all the way to, play, to PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Well, Nintendo 64 was in there. It was after. PlayStation came out. Yeah. yeah. So. Wild shit. <laughs> I didn't play it either, but now I do it with my Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. All right. So, well, you're going to take a break when we come back. Why don't you tell people what our top five is going to be? All right. This is our top five guards, NBA guards. All right. So, we'll take a break and come back. All right. All right. I screwed up. That's funny. Kind of. It's been a while. So it was the vape break. I won't lie. <laughs> oh, he took a break, so I hit pause. And then normally I don't hit pause. I just let it go. And oh. then the break ended up being shorter than I thought it was. Yeah. You don't know exactly what I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. My bad. Brad, start her off. All right. We're on to our top five and our top five NBA guards from 1980 on. So, Cliff, number one Magic Johnson. You can change. Too late now. I'm just gonna stick. Uh, with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay mean, with the flow. Magic is uh, yeah, still a top magic's five. Still good. Yeah. yeah, I might change mine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm still sticking with Zeke. I mean, it's hard not to, and it's hard not to take stuff. Mm-hmm. Arguably, he could be one of the greatest cards of all time. Oh man, he changed the game too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I mean all three. I mean, Steph is Isaiah, just the modern day Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaiah would be Steph Curry in today's NBA, probably. Yeah, kind of. He doesn't yeah. shoot as many threes. Well, I mean, but that wasn't allowed. And that, I think if you would have brought Isaiah, he'd be shooting threes all the time. Yeah. He'd love to score. Well, I know he did. Yeah. He's most underrated guard out there. Yeah. Oh, and then my number two guard. Um, I don't even remember who I took number two. <laughs> that can't be that. Um, you took Mark Price, I thought. No. <laughs> yeah, Mark Price. I took Jason Williams. Yes. Yeah, I took Jay Will because mm-hmm. I love me a good behind the back off the elbow pass. Yes. So white chocolate. I love fun basketball. There's so many Jason Williams out there. There are way he too He was a game changer too. Like when. Yeah. Once that hit the scene, like that dude was doing some stuff, man. Yeah. Like he cooked Gary Payton. I just, well, I mean, and Gary Payton's defense, he was like yeah. not in his prime exactly. I just love and he went in that place with that mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just love that stuff. All right. My number two is Joe Dumars. Got the Pistons backcourt. Dang. Solid. Yeah. And then I went with AI. Super good. Yeah. Just. And then you went with Baron. Then I went with Baron Davis just because I just like this game. All you know, I know. Baron was kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. So. He shouldn't have dunked against Michigan, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> We harbor some ill resentment for him. <laughs> he got what he got. From yeah, that. that's right. And I don't want somebody to see somebody get hurt, but yeah, shouldn't duck it in Michigan. All right, my number three was Michael Jordan. This is the one that I wasn't happy about. <laughs> no, 
You were happy with number oh, three. Oh, yeah, number three. Because you went, yeah, we went goat. So I went goat, Sue Bird. And then my number four was Kyrie. This you is the pick Sue of Sue Bird. Sue Bird. Oh, snap. Female goat. Yes, yes. I don't even regret that. That's not no, it. These no, those first, that one, no, those bro. first three picks, I feel like it's just. Yeah, you had me confused. I just said not feeling good about Kyrie, but I feel like <laughs> I have to take him. It's your boy. It is my boy. When you said bird, I'm like, okay. I didn't know oh. you said Sue Bird. I yeah. was like, yeah. You said Larry Bird. He, yeah, I just thought he kind of <laughs> threw it in there. Like, I'm like, okay. But whatever, man. You can have it. But yeah. my number four was Ray Allen. And I said before, and I'll say it again. It's a lot of buckets. It is. Second best shooter ever. Who was number four for me? It wasn't. You went with Arizona State. I did go with James Harden. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. And then number five? Who did I take? John Stockton. Yeah. Yeah. It actually it. makes sense that mm-hmm. you took probably the, the most generous, hardworking basketball player last. Mm-hmm. And then you have the most selfish basketball player before him. So <laughs> it probably balances each other out. Yeah, a little bit. God, I don't like James Harden. No, that's fine. I mean, I, re- like I, said, I respect selfish. him. Yeah. I respect him. But it doesn't mean I have to like him, and that's okay. Like, Not my favorite. But no, he hurts an offense, man. Like it Ew. is so bad. Well, I mean, if I could do it, he could do it with the basketball. I don't know if I'd pass it to anybody either, though. To be honest, I mean, but yeah, you kind of have to. I just wish someone like when you watch someone like him, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is, what if you really dedicated your life to basketball? You'd probably be the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. But you're too busy staying out to those strip clubs at three in the morning and worrying about, like, basketball. He, I think he just plays basketball so he could live his life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just, all right. Anyways, good for him, man. Good for him. I'm just hating. I'm just being a hater. I'll admit it. So, all right, Brad. All right. My number five was Gary Payton. Somebody found him, picked some defense. You gotta do it once in a while. And I said my honorable mentions JJ Reddick because JJ feels like he should be in this pick to solidify my top five. But I had Do we all have one honorable mention? Yeah, I gotta have one too. Yeah, I'll let Brad go. What you want? You drop yours, and then Brad could drop. No, no, his. give me your honorable mention up. now. Nick the Quick. Really? I mean, Nick had a handle. Yes, he was a jerky. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he could get to the bucket. Yeah, yeah. For a little guy, mm-hmm. he could finish really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, my fifth was Anthony Hardaway. So, um, yeah, I have no defense on my team whatsoever. I mean, Anthony maybe in his prime defended a little bit. Mm-hmm. Super. I guess for his size, I think Kyrie is okay. But in today's NBA, he just doesn't work. Doesn't super good at defense. Yeah, I mean, but. In a, on this five-on-five court game that we're about to play. <clears throat> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, no. I mean, can't help it. I got the lockdown defense. You have two amazing defenders. Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Actually, three. Because Jordan was an amazing defender as well. It was. So you have a really I good. I got it all here. Huh? Yeah, you actually. Did somebody get in everybody's yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> and then we did talk about the fact that Kobe didn't make Artelisti there. Which is kind of weird, but. I think the problem with like you don't want to jo- switch Kyrie Jordan. with Kobe. <laughs> I really do now. Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to be honest about mm-hmm. what we did because I'm trying to be authentic. But I feel like Kobe probably should become ahead of Kyrie. Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was just trying to be honest about. I think I think we all did the same thing. The first thing we all did is I think we all thought about point guards. Yeah. And then I also think the reason Jordan went so late. Is there's some things that are just understood out there? Like Jordan's the greatest. Oh yeah, and Kobe is amazing. Like but he played for the Bulls, you know. Yeah, I know it's the Pistons' tough. heyday. So. All righty, so that was our top five. Yes, and um, I asked you guys both, "What are you doing this weekend?" I've got nothing planned right now, but you never know. If Cliff needs some help, I'm glad, right. happy to help out. I appreciate that, B. Thank you. Um, celebrating Devin's graduation party. That's right. Gonna do it at the VFW. Gonna tear it up. I like it. Eat a lot of food. Let's go. Yes, sir. And then um, Allison surprised me with some, something for our anniversary. Friday night, I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I'll be with you. And then um, 
Tuesday is my photo walk. Yeah. So that's what we do talked about before when I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Cliff, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you. Blast. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, as, right. as long as you bring the Genesis. <laughs> I got one in my room. All so right. Be careful, man. <laughs> Coach K. Careful. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I found the hack shot on there. You better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take UMass with Marcus Camby. That's all over after that. All right. Means he'll bats and dunking on people and playing yes. everywhere. <laughs> Lubro shooting threes. Breaking the backboards. Yeah. All right. Mm-mm. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll talk to you whenever. Oh, I didn't say that. Like we did. Yes. If you send, send an, email, an email, we will do a pod. Otherwise, we won't. Stacy send in a pod. That's our uh, an email. That's why we did it. We might not do it right away, but we will do one yes. to respond. Um, we are aiming for a post Christmas launch. So I don't know. I think during the week of between Christmas and New Year's is when we'll record to launch that episode the first of the year. So mm-hmm. sounds like from the Sunset Boys when we talked to him, and that's probably when it was going to yeah. work. And then that'll start off season six. Mm-hmm. So, but. If you email us in between then, we will jump on. All right. Yes. All right. In the meantime, I appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. See you. All right. Hi. Ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel